Hey everybody, welcome back to Suck My Dick, Kill Myself. It's been a little bit of a while, but I've managed, we've managed to rejuvenate ourselves uh, with a new project. The project being uh, to do an episode on each of the Star Wars movies, which we all have pretty strong opinions on. I'm here with uh, Oe. What's up, gamers? And Marty Mart Metz. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And so obviously we're starting with uh, the worst Star Wars movie, and that's going to be episode four. A new. I'm kidding. Uh, We're starting with episode four. Um, I think this is one of the few Star Wars movies we all actually have pretty like equivalent opinions on. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to be controversial about episode four. Just well, you could dislike it. Yeah, because we haven't talked about this at all. Are we? We're doing four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, and then maybe like a solo slash Rogue One episode. Well, I figured we could probably just like sprinkle in the the solo Rogue One after we get through the first six, and then like also Clone Wars. I would imagine should happen. Yeah, I was the thinking. Yeah, you're right. Release order including Clone Wars out or Clone Wars finale. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. And then as soon and as maybe the TV show, I don't know. We haven't figured it out fully, but uh, episode four is where we're starting, and we'll I figure will, it out. From I will there. personally give the Matsbu guarantee that we will do some some content on Andor because it is turning out to be one of the greatest TV shows like ever made. That's a little strong, but it's I, definitely fuck you. very good. <laughs> I've seen the first two episodes, and I was like, "This is going somewhere," but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, watch episode three. That's when shit goes the fuck down, dude. And then episode six is when shit goes the fuck down. I've been uh, busy not watching House of Dragons, so... (laughs) I need to... Yeah. The the listeners don't know, but I'm just horrendous at watching TV shows, so I just watch movies instead. It might have come up, but yeah, Owen's not known for his... uh, speed of watching television. Here's the thing, it's been... I mean, it's the first episode was, like, June or July or something, I think. So, maybe it was August, but, like, I wonder... We probably talk about The Sopranos somewhere in there, and I wonder... You probably were not that farther behind at that point than you are now. Yeah. Like, I think... Uh, so, I, based on Letterboxd, I've reviewed 47 movies this year. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen less than 47 episodes of Sopranos, like, total. Yeah. And I've been watching well, it Wait, what season off. are you in? I think I'm, I'm at the end of season four still. Okay, I think you're past halfway. I'm not going to do the exact math, but yeah, I think based on, I think sense. I'm around like fifty ish episodes or so far because they're yeah. not, they well, they weren't doing the ten episode seasons exactly like they are now. No, it was it was thirteen I think a season for thirteen seasons. So I think you're fifth no like forty something episodes in. I just cracked my knuckles. Thirteen's an unlucky number. Hey. Hey, Tony. Suck my dick with your pickle Tony, breath. get over here. You got the soccer ball? Tony, we're superstitious people here on the set of The Sopranos. Don't bring that black cat in here. Don't oh, walk under. Oh, that's actually a ref. You don't even know that, but that's a reference. Don't, don't walk under that ladder. Don't. There's, that's a part of the show. You don't, don't even know. Neither of you know. Don't open oh, okay. an umbrella indoors. The, the hey. boyfriend, Meadow's boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> no. It was important to show Matt's thinking that deep about it. Where Meadow uh, brings home a, uh, a young black man and Tony mm-hmm. like freaks the fuck out. No, I was yeah. referring to cats. To, to oh, okay. the... Yeah, that's what I didn't even. Owen's racist. Let's that's go. what it is. Yeah, I jumped in. My bad, guys. That's all right. Owen is prejudiced. Uh, Will hey. attach. Uh, well, Owen does the uploading, so he will attach a uh, an apology in the uh, episode description. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can save it for the description. Okay, guys, I'll save. It. Sorry, everyone, I'll save it for the description. My bad. My fuck okay. Um. So where do we? So where do when, we even like? Where do we sorry? even start with a new host? Well, I was gonna ask when each of you saw this movie for the first time. Oh, I was like, I was. Okay. It just threw me in the Star Wars cauldron as soon as they could. They, yeah, that they makes knew sense. what the deal was. My dad had the original trilogy on VHS, so probably like the second or th- maybe the second edition. 
Not like not, not the theatrical release, but the, probably like the main one after that before they uh, absolutely destroyed. Before they ruined it, yeah. Before they ruined a new home. Ruining it, yeah. Eyes. Um, yeah. The the Disney Plus version is fucking atrocious. Like it's <laughs> McClunky. It's so bad. Yeah, I'll take fucking McClunky. But the Jabba scene before he gets on the fucking Millennium Falcon for the first time. Everybody like, hates I, that. I think that's. I don't mind that. I think that's that. unchanged. Shut up, Mansfield. You're fucking wrong. I, I think that's unchanged from the special, the first special edition. Really, I remember I in think, my brain. Maybe it's the original. I've seen the original. Then, in my brain, uh-huh. there's no Jabba scene like at all. Oh yeah, no, no. That's the theatrical. So I, I, I don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure that. Every that 1997 was when they released the special edition. So if you were watching on VHS, then the VHS might have been older than 97, and you and it didn't have that fucking scene in it. Because that's should that's, find those. I didn't see A New Hope till I was like nine or ten, and I always I didn't know that scene was added. I knew something was off. <laughs> I didn't know what. Yeah, I was like, this is weird. Why does but, it look um, worse than? prequel yeah. yeah i was i was really i knew something was wrong but i i didn't know what yeah um it's bad but the movie the core really of bad. the movie is still fantastic yeah yeah so to actually my most recent viewing of this movie was it was in my last apartment so it was at some point before the summer so a little while ago now but i've watched the movie countless times but I watched the uh, Harmies Despecialized Edition. I don't know. Maybe Matt's view of you looked at that Actually, at all? I do know of it. I have not seen it. Okay. I've never I mean, heard of that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's this guy who's, like, been sourcing a bunch of prints and then, like, and also digitally editing and recolor correcting, like, the entirety of it's A New a Hope. And I think he's process. doing Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi now. I'm pretty sure Empire Strikes Back is actually done. But it just to restore it back to the original, and it's like a fucking pain in the ass to download. But um, it uh, rocks. That's super sick. Okay, it's cool. only yeah, for the real Star Wars nerds. It's obviously, A New Hope is still like such a special and impressive movie, but it really yeah. takes me out of it. There's one scene where yeah. they're leaving in the Millennium Falcon from the Death Star. Um, when after they get Leia, and it looked like fucking claymation, dude. Like it looks so yeah. bad. And obviously, the Cantina stuff is like when they're when they're entering. Um, is that Mos Eisley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're entering it, and there's all that, all like the ooh, look at this! Like they're showing off the CGI when they come in, you know. Mm-hmm. And it looks so bad, but I will say, yeah, like the- outside of the terrible, terrible, horrible edits that have ruined the movie forever, um, it looks fucking amazing. Like. Yeah. Just when it's not, when it's, because just the way they've re- restored the original film is like genuinely so yeah. impressive. And it looks as good as any movie coming out well, today. Like, and it's, it's crazy. Of like the, I feel, I get you, right? Like, I feel like a lot of the edits are really stupid. Like, when they add a bunch of really out of place, like weird alien gooby gooble guys. Like that yeah. is, it's very, it can really take you out of it. But there is one thing that I do fuck with them adding in, and it's the stormtroopers riding the weird, like, mount thing. You're wrong. What they're called. But I fuck with that. That shit is You're, sick. But they look like shit, though. I don't care. They're just cool. It's just like, it's cool. I like well, it. Yeah, I, most of I it was, is not like. When I was a kid, like, I, I think the McClunky it. shit is dumb and yeah, actually. That hurts. doesn't. Han, like Han's character in the in the movie and yeah. his you know the whole thing, where I feel like that just looks bad and kind of takes me out of the immersion that I'm feeling in the beginning of it. You know, I, the, I mean, yeah, I just I hate pretty much. I can't unless there's something I'm not aware of and like because it's invisible. I hate all the CGI they added because the original shots are so good and the original effects are so good. Actually, one of my number one issues with it that people don't talk about that much is the replacement of some of the, like, flying scenes. So, like, the Millennium Falcon will just be, like, moving straight because that's all they could do at the time. And then all of a sudden there's a shot where it's fucking flipping all over the goddamn place and, and, like, (laughs) clearly CG. And that is, like, one of my main problems because that requires the active removal of really good effects. Because the shit they added sucks, but the shit they removed... 
is the worst yeah. to me. Yeah. I, I you can fast forward that. through a, a scene, but you can't, repl- you know, like this guy, Harmy had to like find, you know, original ass cuts. Like, like I think he has some reels from like the theaters in 77 or was able to find someone who did that. That's he scanned. Cool. Yeah. To restore some of these. And it's just like, sucks that that's what it took. Like, it, and it's really weird that this is like the only movie that I can think of that has something like this where they just ruined it. I mean, there's Blade Runner that has like the two cuts, but both cuts are equally available. So you can just Google which the better version is and watch it. But Harmy, like like the only way to watch the non-special edition of A New Hope is to fucking go to this fuck-ass website and use a bunch of software and then unpack it. And you used to have to burn it to a Blu-ray to watch it because it was a certain type of file. You don't have to do that anymore. I watched it from a USB stick, but there is one insanity. There is one other instance of that happening, and while it's not for the same reason and I don't know where either of you sit with it ethically, it is content being removed from, you know, Hallmark Classics that people either really care about or don't care at all about. And that is all of the racist shit in Disney movies, like old Disney movies, like the, uh, the Siamese twin cats in the Aristocats. Yeah. They just took it out. And one of my favorite things about, uh, Warner when they release any like full length collections of Looney Tunes as of late, they've always included this specific splash screen that they made where they're like, this stuff has racist stuff in it and we're keeping it in because it's better to acknowledge it than to ignore it. And I just think that is the waviest shit fucking ever. Because like... Yeah, I think putting like a, you know, like with that, for lack of a better term, like a content warning before it is the way to go. But I'm certainly, I, I certainly think that... It, something being racist is a much better justification to remove something. Oh yeah, yeah. Than, I was uh, just like, I'm was George just... Lucas, and my brain is slowly turning into mush. It's just where my oatmeal. brain jumped when I was like, oh yeah, other people have removed things from their movies that are old. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where I can see both sides of it, and the fact that like if I I don't want my chi- impressionable child to like see like Jim fucking Crow or whatever his name is from Dumbo, <laughs> but that's a part of it, and it's. The, the classic phrase, like, if you, you know, if you don't know your history, you're, like, bound to repeat it. Yeah. Well, and again, so like, the, the, yeah. the Disney cop-out where they just take it out and pretend, like, it never existed is so... It just screams, like, corporate, like, lack of, you know, I guess, taking responsibility for your company. Because, like, just having a cover-up campaign is so... It's so disingenuous. But when you as an organization are like, yeah, this happened with our IP and we're going to acknowledge it and deal with it, that is just like that that seems like the right way to go for me. Because like you can watch the shit in those cartoons and be like, wow, that is so terrible. But then like you know that Warner knows about it and you can observe, you know, like the, the norms of the past and be like, Oh yeah, that sucked. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. And then continue on with your day. And I, Uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. So Matthew, unless something has changed since October, 2020, it looks like they have the same content warning on Disney plus. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Cause as far as I was aware, last time I watched the Aristocats, they just didn't have the Siamese twins thing. What, what was it? I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they removed it on like a DVD release or something. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to look in that. I might be Disney, talking on my ass. And, and, unless something has changed, because something totally could change uh, from October 2020 to now. But it looks like they restricted them. Like, you know how you need to like have a parental thing to yeah, yeah. watch Daredevil? Yeah. On there, yeah, it's like done that, and then also, it might be in the DVD releases but, or something. Yeah, I, I would. I honestly, had, I wouldn't be surprised. I've if, had this discussion they, like multiple times, and so maybe it's not on Disney Plus, but I do know that they have done that in the past. Yeah, that would that would that would make sense. Well, anyway, moving back to Star Wars. Uh, now that we've gotten over the fuck the effects hill, 
Um, um, I kind of wanted to like. They should edit the racism out of episode one. They should edit <laughs> out the uh, the the what are they? Nemoidians being yeah, the uh, really bad. They're just oh so yeah, clearly Asian caricatures. It's so funny. It's okay. So anyway, funny. but that's that's in the that's in the new ones. The old ones were. I'd say the racism was more subtle because the Tuscan Raiders are a little, just calling them sand people is a little loaded. <laughs> a little up there, yeah, it's a little. Could up be there. could be ignorance rather than malice. Whereas the episode one, it's like okay, you this is on purpose, but um. Well, yeah, and I like you know when people like I remember you when we watched the latest Tales of the Jedi, and to not spoil it for. Uh, Owen, I will be very vague. But when we watched Tales of the Jedi, you were like, why did they give those people that accent? And I thought that it was much more acceptable than the Nemoidians, because, like, interesting groups of people just come with interesting language. Like, like having an accent isn't bad. What is bad is making it, like, an accent that is so, like, comedically satirical that it's, like, it's a fucking parody like, yeah, like, I, I don't know for a fact that those Nemoidians are voiced by white people. Like, I don't, I didn't go on IMDb to check, but I also do know for a fact. You know, yeah. those are, those are not, those are not actual, because that's not, that, that's, it's an exaggerated stereotype. Yeah, like, one thing that I can mention is, because I know Owen will never watch it, is that in Rebels and partially in Clone Wars, there are parts where the twi- the Twi'leks on Ryloth uh, uh, have a French accent. And that's not really, you know, like, derogatory, Cause it's just, it's just an accent, you know, like in like the wide galaxy, people will talk different, but having the Nemoidians yeah. have like a, a really, just really, really on the nose, terribly <laughs> done Asian accent is really, really not good. Yeah. yeah. What's the main one called? Newt Gunray. That's him. Yeah. yeah. Newt Gunray. The fucking, yeah. It's a little, it's a little. Naboo. That being said, their characters themselves <laughs> are goaded. New Gunray. Yes, is I like, do like the yeah, characters. The characters I, I, as with a lot of media, you got to take the good with the bad, or yeah. the bad with the good, more more, more accurately. Yeah. So I'm like, man, that's bad, but uh, I like him. Yeah. He's a little guy. He's got his little droidicos. Okay, I did Google it. Uh, that appears to be a Caucasian gentleman. Oh, he also plays Kiati Mundi. Oh, oh no, that is, that makes that so much worse. I did not know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Actually, it's a white be. dude. He, I actually, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I cannot tell. He's, really? He's kind of, what's his name? What's his name? You can hear racially it. ambiguous. You can hear the clickety clack of my, of my keyboard. What's his name? Silas, S-I-L-A-S, Carson. He was born in Westminster. Oh, he's part Indian. Okay. So he's just, it's from a whole different, I mean, it's both Asian, but you know, it's an Indian man being hired to be racist to like other Asian people. Yeah. He was four. So, you know, I, I was, you know, I'll admit I was wrong. He was only, uh, you know. But the point is, he does not actually have that accent. Who the hell is Yeah, I think either gone? way, even if they were. Yeah. Like, even if it was like their accent, they're slightly hamming it up, you know. I think still, it's it's like, a little yeah, it's a bad look. It's the same idea with Jar Jar Banks. Oh, that mm-hmm. same guy, Kellen, is also yes. one of the um, one of the pilots of the like the Republic gunship that gets blown up in the hangar. Oh okay, yeah. Wow, my man, God, my man was doing a lot. So good. Anyway, um, good time. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> We ha- I have to for the uh, for the podcast. Yeah. Right, so now that we're hitting twenty minutes, you guys want to start talking about a new hope? Well, yeah, we, I, we did talk about a new hope. I feel like the 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 effects had. All to right, be episode's nice. over. <laughs> yeah. No. Thanks, um, guys. So I think uh, the movie's good. Yeah, the, I, the movie's good. I, I, I the thing that stood out to me most is uh, I forgot how fucking funny it is, and a lot of the humor just like kind of got over my head. When I was, because yeah. it's the the uh, tone of I think the last like, you know, whatever, however many of them, six or eight of them, whatever, have been 
either lighthearted in, in times and also super serious and like kind of devastating and kind mm-hmm. of floating between that. But this, it's just so goofy and like the interaction with yeah. on over the, over the speaker is like, I was going to bring that up. Hilarious. That is, it is so, so funny. funny. How are you? I feel like I heard that was improvised. I'm not sure. Yeah, Harrison, right. it just seems like a Harrison Ford when he's not being uh, kind of an ass. Seems like it's the goofy little guy. Because <laughs> a lot of the... Lot seems of the, like um, if Hollywood had not corrupted his soul, he would be a very friendly gentleman. And specifically this franchise hadn't corrupted his soul. Yeah, that's fair. He, yeah. And it's the reveal when they show up that Leia is like not like the damsel in distress they thought they, that, that they thought she yeah. was. Is so the reveal is so funny, so I don't know. I think it's it's a lot more kind of goofy space adventure of the eighties yeah. or seventies than I remember it being, and that that would get, kind of warm my heart a little bit. He does really like pull. I out mean, yeah, it definitely, in the, in the and I, it it's just it's very wholesome, like good entertainment, and obviously it takes a much darker turn in Empire Strikes Back, but I think that. The fact that A New Hope is, I'd say, considered by most people with media literacy to be a masterpiece, at least of its time. Like, you could probably make an argument if it didn't age well, if you're stupid, but (laughs) at least I I think calling it a classic, I think, makes some people think it has to be, like, super grounded and all this stuff. But, like, it's just a good, fun movie. Like, it's just a perfectly crafted, good, fun movie, you know? Yeah, and even if it wasn't, amazing and like wonderful it's still like set the stage for like the rest of science fiction for the next 50 yeah. years but it, it, it you kind of go back to it and it's like wow i forgot i forgot like why this is this is like the reason why you know we have all the dog shoot movies we have now well and yeah. the the thing <laughs> just going off of like that claim that it really is perfect i think that you could argue that in plot and maybe in execution, like, if you do want to, I don't, because I don't think this is true, but I think you could argue that in terms of plot and execution nowadays, it's kind of stale, because it literally, you know, set up plot and execution tropes for the rest of, you know, filmmaking of our time. But yeah, fair. one thing that I think that it really hasn't been eclipsed by in a lot of like modern film whether that be tv or movies today is like just the really like i guess perfection of a lot of the characters like every character has Mm -hmm. traits that just make sense like yeah everyone's very relatable like luke is very like he's naive when you come into his like little world on tatooine he's being a little a little dickhead to to my man, uh, I got a power converter. Yeah, he's uh, and then station. like Han is scruffy and unruly. You know, he's a he, he's a fucking smuggler. Uh, Leia is really also very up. She got a she got a fucking stick up her ass and can get out of fights, which they didn't expect. And like even even characters like Admiral Akbar, you know, have have very recognizable character traits that just really pan out in a way that I think doesn't happen too often because so often in, in modern filmmaking and TV shows and everything today, you'll get characters that are really kind of like their, their traits are really forcibly put upon you. Like the, for example, the new Galadriel in rings of power, the whole problem that everybody, including myself, I like the show, but I still recognize its, its flaws the main uh, and sorry, just to out of curiosity, did you finish the show? Because last we talked, you hadn't. Uh, I still haven't finished curiosity. it, but I have watched more episodes. Um, okay, cool. The just main curious. problem that I have with Galadriel in this new show is that yes, in the books she was very you know a lot more warlike than she was in, like when we see her in the main trilogy and like now in the in, like in the movies, but. Still, she wasn't, like, just bitchy about everything and, like, a Xena warrior princess. Like, that's not that's not what Gladriel was. And so the trope being forced upon you 
that she's supposed to be something that she's not is something that I feel like is very symptomatic in Hollywood right now, where it's just like people want their character to be a certain way instead of having yeah. their character come into their own in a way that feels a lot more like natural and that you can really track. Well, yeah, and I think Star Wars kind of, I mean, I'm, I won't pretend to be an expert on films in like 60s and 70s because really a lot of my movie knowledge is modern but um it seems like to me that star wars kind of revolutionized the archetype because like these characters are very archetypal and yet very like subversive of those god i sound like a fucking dick (laughs) um but uh yeah thank you uh but like (laughs) they're archetypes in a way that is fresh at least for the time and and you know in some ways still today because they're actually executed well because you know there's a trillion princess leia characters in movies and only so many of them are actually executed well yeah that's what kind of bothers me so much about um the main change which is the Mm -hmm. the one where han uh where uh greedo shoots first and han dodges Mm -hmm. it and then shoots him it's because like like they want they want people to be like oh i see han is like he's got he's rough around the edges but he's deep down he's a good guy which he turned out to be but like yeah i like the original edit of him shooting greedo first and him being yeah of course only cares about keeping himself alive like self-preservation will be like i like that idea of him not being a good person or at least being morally gray you know yeah for real i mean you know character development is cool like that that just yeah character development is cool and like that four through six arc is definitely undermined by that minor change and i i did you know i don't know why they hyper why people hyper fixate on that change because i mean it's bad it's really bad but i don't think it's like yeah it's not like i mean it's shattering but it annoys me whenever i see it's kind of just like the butt-ass cgi to me is way worse it's just kind of a meme you know like the whole the yeah i definitely turn into a meme but i think people are genuinely angry about it and not that you know not that I'm not angry about it sometimes, but like compared to some of the like the fucking CGI and some of that shit, I'm yeah. I would take that. Yeah. And it alters that not to matter in the end because in episode six he's just like a dumb fucking goofy bastard. We'll so. get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that. I haven't seen episode six in a long time, so I'm, I'm gonna guess I'm yeah, gonna have some opinions gonna change. I'm gonna have some um, opinions. Yeah. So let's go. Uh but, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think also there's tons of, like, lore surrounding this movie's production. And there's, like, rumors that are both true and untrue. There's, like, I'm sure we've all heard of the um, fucking, like, the disaster of filming on Tatooine. No, what? What happened? I mean, well, just that it was George Lucas with this grand, stupid idea. Like, you know, it's a stupid idea. It it turned out wonderfully. But this whole idea to make this movie was dumb as shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, I suppose, you know, if I if I was an executive in 1975 and George Lucas brought me it, I would be like, dude, what? What fucking crap are you smoking? What are you talking about? That's fair. And I'd be wrong. But I'd also be right, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, so, you know, everyone's kind of fed up already when they're on the set. And then, you know, C-3PO's costume isn't working right. I, I believe that, like, something on the plastic, like, broke and stabbed Anthony Daniels in the leg. <laughs> and, like, they needed to, like, pause filming or something. There was something to do with the sandstorm. I should have done more research on it, but... The making of this movie was uh, not smooth and... Uh, a little hectic, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, it's like you said, it was kind of a, a groundbreaking development in terms of, like, I guess, movies of its time. Like, there wasn't really, except, like, with the exception of Star Trek, like, there wasn't really Star Warses that did well before that, right? Like, Yeah, no, not at all. And Star I mean, Trek, well, like, unless you're talking about just, just like subversive new movies there's plenty of those but like but like like the I don't difference know about to this degree between star wars and star trek for me in terms of like groundbreaking sci-fis with like quote-unquote weird plots and elements comparatively to movies and other productions of its time is that 
Star Wars is way more relatable. It's like way more. It, it, it's a lot more down to earth than a lot of the Star Trek stuff. Because, dude, old episodes of Star Trek are fucking weird. Like they are. They got yeah. some weird shit in there, and like Star Wars has. You know, it's got like ooh silly silly goopy goobers like with all the aliens, and it's got like a bunch of like intergalactic factions and like weird yeah. stuff that play into the world building. But the thing is, is that it doesn't feel artificial, like how a lot of like weirdness in Star Trek does. Like all the Star Wars stuff is really, I guess, very, like I said, much more down to earth. It's a lot more believable than a lot of the weird stuff in Star Trek, which I think is a feat. You know, that's, that's an accomplishment, mm-hmm. especially for it- something of its time. It does feel more grounded in itself. Yeah. And, like, everything makes sense within the universe. I mean, obviously, everything that's happening is batshit, but I feel like I haven't watched a lot of Star Trek, but I feel like a lot of what I hear is just, like, they did what, you know? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, like, for example, like, there's when when Captain Kirk fights the Gorn. It's such a weird fucking episode. He gets... I hope you know I have no clue what you're talking he, about. He, Captain Kirk, you know who Captain Kirk is. He, he gets yes. teleported off of the ship by this, like, weird super entity, like, space god thing to go and fight this lizard guy for an entire mm-hmm. episode on this deserted planet. And, like, most of the time, for me, I was just like, yeah, fucking whatever, dude. It's, it's cool to watch, but, like, what the hell? But, like, when Obi-Wan Kenobi fights Darth Vader... And, like, turns into magic forced space dust and isn't in his cloak when he dies. You know, like, as a viewer, you're yeah. just like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, cool. Like, when, when you watch two weird space wizards fight with laser swords, it's so much more... The way they do it is just so much more believable. Because, I don't know, yeah. it's just the way the movie is. It, it really, really does a good job of that. It's very impressive. Yeah, the world building is definitely immersive to the point where you just believe everything and um yeah i mean the movie's good guys and this speaking of the space wizards that's a that's a good segue into what i believe will be my favorite part of this uh this podcast discussion which is Mm -hmm. darth fucking vader that fucking that motherfucker the way that darth vader scary guy was made is just like Things about A New Hope are really good. You know, like, all the stuff we've said is really groundbreaking. Everything in terms of the uh, the set pieces in the original films to the characters in the original films are super well done. They're very believable, as we've said. They set a precedent for filmmaking for the rest of time. But I don't think anything comes close in terms of, like, quality to the masterpiece that is Darth Vader's character. His costume yeah. is immaculate. The way he conducts himself is perfect. His character's dialogue and writing are flawless. James Earl Jones's performance is something that I don't think will ever be topped in terms of, like, voicing for a villain of that type. Like, Darth Vader, as a character, has influenced how villains in any movie genre, like, ever, will be made. He's just... He's yeah. intimidating. He's cruel. He's calculating, he's cold. It just like you said, he's scary. That's a scary motherfucker. And I think that's yeah, it's and, really and impressive. You know, he only has nine minutes of screen time in the movie, which is, you know, obviously his his longer like his long term effects were also a result of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but like I I I you know, and you know, I wasn't fucking there, but like I it seems like he, he was pretty cemented by the time, like, went with just A New Hope. It was like, that's fucking Darth Vader, dude. That's you don't want to fuck with Vader. that guy. Like, even just the breathing. Like, the breathing sound effect Yeah, the breathing is crazy. Yeah. Like, the, like that, I don't know who that came up with that shit. That is such a stroke of genius. Yeah, I'll have to look into that, because that, that in of itself is such a stroke of genius. Such a masterpiece. And well, you know, Ben Burt, who did all the sound design for Star Wars... I know he made it. I don't know if George Lucas like came up with the idea or like who came up with the idea to have him be asthmatic, but it works so good. 
Well, and my fa- one of my most favorite things about Darth Vader's character, like we said, is that the precedent he set for most movies is really cool, but also the precedent that he set for, like, the rest of Star Wars is so sick. Because whenever mm-hmm. there's Darth Vader in any of the new media, you're like, oh, fuck, it's about to go down. Like, one of the best yeah. moments in recent sci-fi, and I would argue movie history, is the ending of Rogue One. When he pulls up on yeah. on the in the fucking hallway to try and get the plans back before the uh, um, the I can't remember the name of the ship um, before that that Tantive. ship yeah the Tant- Tantive the Tantive four gets away um, that is one of the greatest scenes in Star Wars like ever period it yeah. is just so yeah, that shit it is, is pretty so fucking, fucking insane yeah, I remember that, I mean it's I mean it's crazy I mean that. Uh, the end of that movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, the rest of it, I don't and know. yeah, Oe, Oe, you gotta watch Andor, bro. Yeah, you gotta watch. I Andor. do have to watch Andor. It's so good. Um, I just watched episode nine. Matthew, wait, have you seen episode nine yet? That's what I'm doing right after I get off this call. <laughs> oh, it's oh, really for good. Real? It's Let's not go. okay. Sorry, but just really quick. It's not. Um, it doesn't follow the three episode arc structure that we thought it was going to, but it's still uh, really good. Oh, so fun. don't expect like a crazy conclusion to an arc. Okay. But it's really good. Yeah, Andor so far, excuse my yawn, has just been uh, fantastic, and it's really impressive. And my favorite thing about Andor so far is how not Star Wars it is, which is really cool. But um, yeah. People are bitching about how it doesn't feel like Star Wars. I'm like, dude, we gotta do something. Yeah, new. choose like, like ch- pick a lane, dude. You either want fucking like something that is completely in line with the originals, which is what they're bitching about now with Andor, or or you want something that is totally fresh and new, which is what they initially bitched about with Episode Seven. And, Kellen, yeah. I know that you dislike Episode 7 for a lot of reasons, but if I recall correctly, one of them is not its similarity to A New Hope. Would you would you say that's true? I would say that's very low on the list. Yeah. And I I mean, but, but, but I would rather something new. I mean, obviously, yeah. th- they could have made a good movie that, um, you know, had the feel of A New Hope without it being a plot, a, a point-by-point remake. Um, but even if they did, that'd be cool, but I doubt, like, I don't think, like, I think that the goal to recapture the the Star Wars, like, feeling is close to impossible, and I don't think that's what should be expected. Well, not only is it impossible, it's stupid. Like, make new stuff. Breach new fucking, like, I guess, concepts. Yeah, I mean, and and, and because Andor... You know, and people say, oh, it would just be, you know, you could remove the Star Wars stuff from it and it would still be a good series. It would, like, nothing would change. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, that's kind of what we want. Like, the it being in the franchise should not be the reason it's good. Yeah. Like, because there are d- dumb idiots who sit there drooling and watch Rise of Skywalker and think it's just as good as any of the other ones. And that's what you're, you know... That's that's the camp you're putting yourself in. Well, yeah, that's if you're like saying the, Andor's too different. That's the entire. That's the that is the driving force behind the Obi Wan show. That's the entire yeah. thing behind Kenobi is that it is motivated to be like to exist by the the fucking like fact that it is in the Star Wars universe. It provides no mm-hmm. like the only p- reason people like it are like. Oh my god, Qui-Gon Jinn is at the end. Oh my god, we get the Darth Vader Obi-Wan Kenobi fight. Oh my god. Yeah. He does silly things and does Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff because he is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like don't get me wrong, there are parts of the show that are cool, you know, like there's some stuff that's Yeah, that are then immediately ruined 20 seconds later. Yeah, right. right. Initials, yeah. initial what the fuck moment. Yeah, the total total 45 seconds of the show that is worth watching. Yeah. But yeah, they're, ruined they're, by the rest of it. It's so bogged yeah, it, down. it is true. It's true. It's so bogged down. I give it down. a good 90 seconds, though. Because, like, everything <laughs> they tried to do that was cool was them trying to emulate that prior feeling of, wow, this is Star Wars. You know? Like, they, they tried so... They just tried too hard to have it be a Star Wars thing. And the thing that I like the most about Andor is that it's not trying nearly 
as hard to even be within. It just like it is coincidentally a Star Wars thing, if that makes any yeah, sense. That, that, yeah, exactly. And and you know, people were complaining because there were like no stormtroopers or TIE fighters or whatever in the first like four or five Good. episodes. And I was like, why do we need <laughs> this is like totally off top. Well, it's kinda on top. Whatever. We'll get to, we'll get to whatever we need to talk about. But yeah. like it's like why do we need why do we need that shit? Like, I would prefer something new at this point. Yeah. Because I'm sure that someone could make a perfectly great movie that feels like Star Wars and follows the same hero's journey story and doesn't have that much new to it. And I'd probably like it. This thing does not exist yet, but I would probably like it. But I much prefer what Andor's doing. Yeah, like the original uh, trilogy did its job. Let it let it rest in peace. You know, it, it, yeah. it has done its work. And yeah, what we things. need is for... Greedo to have an extended speech with no translation that's just <laughs> him just saying like a bunch of fucking random shit <laughs> to, to expand on the lore of McClunky. <laughs> really, what we need is an extension of that. Uh, Owen, you've been silent for a while uh, because me and Matt, you've been aping out. Do you want to, is there anything you'd like to, to add? I know you haven't seen Andor, but just in general, better yeah. than hope. Um, Any topics you'd like see. to breach? I will say that as much as I love this movie, I was slightly bored by it for the first time, which I thought was a little interesting. Uh, at least this, the the beginning part, I was like, hell yeah, fuck yes. And <laughs> yeah. there was like a little middle part where I kind of, I, I wasn't I wasn't paying that much attention at the beginning, and I kind of got back into it when they when they got the most Eisley, and I was like, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. And and then they got to the they got they rescued Leia, and I'm like, oh shit, there's like more of this movie. Which looking yeah. at it, it's probably the shortest. Star Wars movie. It is. It's only it's it only is. two hour two hours and five minutes. I think. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's a seventies filmmaking a little bit more than, and also the fact that I've seen the movie a hundred times. But I mean, yeah, Empire and Return of the Jedi are both longer. Um, yeah, by a fair I'm, amount. I'm very Not excited. By a fair amount. Sorry. What do you say? It has, it has four acts. What do you what do you say? Empire it has four is, acts? I'm excited for the next episode because Empire. It's always been a personal battle for me, which one's better, four or five, and I think same. Yeah. Now that I've seen four again, I'm like, oh wait, I lo- like everything about five. I'm just like it is. It's like a warm hug. This one's like a yeah. This one's like a nice little kiss on the, on the cheek. <laughs> but I love it. Was a five. I mean, not not trying to put episode four down because it's so good. A new hope is yeah. so good. I also love. I looked it up. And it's listed as Star Wars on like a bunch of different yeah. things. It's not listed as a New Hope, and I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's how I, brand I, is I that have a Yeah, you probably know this, but that. it was originally just Star Wars. And I, I think a New Hope. People, some people don't like the, the name, but I, I think it's you know, it's not, it's not like oh, that's so good, but it's like yeah, yeah that's cool. New Hope's it's a good name. Yeah, I've never yeah, had any problem with any of the tags. Kalanato, of course, as a kid, I Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith would constantly get. Um, muddled in my brain. And well, I, I think the difference. I think Revenge of the Sith is actually the best one of them, just because you know I don't know, I don't this I don't know how deep in the dumb fun facts thing this is, but uh, Return of the Jedi was originally going to be called Revenge of the Jedi, and there were even like some posters and merch made very early. Oh, that's high. But then George Lucas was like, or I don't know if it was George. Someone was like. No, Jedi don't take revenge. Like, that's not how it works. So they made a return. So I think it's so perfect that then they made episode three called Revenge of the Sith. Like, that, it's be, it's just like, because that's what the Sith do, bro. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. George Lucas was not, did not do that. That man oh, is, I'm not, I, I don't want to attribute is, anything. <laughs> I think the, 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 like, the lore savers in the room are definitely not George Lucas. I feel George like, Lucas is the Chance the Rapper of the filmmaking community. He made something really, really good, and then he made something else really, really good. Hey, and hey, then everything listen. else. <laughs> if that no were true, he would have been involved in Rise of Skywalker. I don't think, I don't think anything George Lucas has done is as bad as The Big Day. Yeah, that's or cool. that fucking Starbucks TikTok. Oh, oh my god! You know, everyone Starbucks watching this right TikTok. now, pause the podcast and go look up Chance Chance the Rapper TikTok <laughs> Starbucks. That shit is dude. electric, dude. That shit is, this is so funny. This is the greatest. This is the greatest piece of dog shit. This is the finest crafted piece it. of fucking garbage. It's like a fine. It was like the, so that great. video of those Jewish kids cheese. singing. You know, like it just infected my fucking brain for like a week. And then <laughs> yeah, the Jewish just, kids had talent. 
Oh, I mean, oh yeah, very obviously. Chance is just touching the <laughs> fucking soundboard and being like, yo, you guys are gonna <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, I'm gonna as soon as we're done, I'm gonna fucking watch that yeah, like I gotta, four I times. <laughs> I love that shit so much. By, by the way, Kellen, I don't know if you recall, mm-hmm. but we were at Pike Place Market one time, and this was this was like forever ago, and we uh-huh. went into those little like the little super like the pretty sketchy underground tunnels where uh-huh. they're like the weird thrift shops and like antique mall type bitches are. I love that. I, I love don't that know yeah, if you remember rocks, but I actually bought a VHS set of the mm-hmm. star Wars stuff. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. And it has, okay, it yeah. has star Wars not labeled as a new hope. So fuck. Yeah. That I would assume probably has some of the really old cuts. So if you ever want oh, to, I'm assu- I mean, it, dude, if it's labeled just star Wars without a new hope, it, yeah. it it's, it might be yeah, from the seventies. Yeah. Look at the look at the, the there should be like a date on it, like a year. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look when I get back to my, my house uh, when I'm in town again. But that would definitely be something that I think is looking last time I remember I looked at it, it wasn't worth very much money at all. But um that might have changed in the six years that it's been I mean since I, then. I I doubt it's worth that much money but it's cool. necessarily, but it's it's just cool and like you can yeah. watch it and be like, oh, this movie's good. Yeah, this is what this used to. Oh, Actually, I, I think mean, that, again, that I, I do think you guys sit down. That'd be worth. You guys should watch. check check Harmy. Wait, what? Sorry, that'd be worth a boys' watch. I think that'd be fun. What, what's breaking? Oh, like Han's neck. Oh, like the, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that I is my that is my favorite scene. That is that yeah, is my favorite part of the bad scene. edits when he that dodges a laser bullet. <laughs> well, in my the, the best part light. about it is that you can see the wall move behind him. Like that's how <laughs> shitty it is. It's oh, like yeah. it's like when people are trying to like enlarge a part of like their body or something, and they just use a fisheye on a picture. It's like that level of shitty where they just they Dude, they moved the picture. All they did okay, was and when he it. when he goes behind Jabba and then steps over his tail, oh, yeah. that is the fucking <laughs> worst edit of all time. I would rather they just not worry about the fucking continuity of the space, yeah. and just have him walk normally. Like, just like I'd rather it be some small error where it's like, oh, how did he clip through the tail off screen? Than this fucking weird shift up in in Photoshop thing that, is that looks the, like is that scene the one where they actually have like a guy i guess like a gross yeah. sweaty man play java yeah yeah, yeah. and oh, then they he- cgi'd over it yeah. hell yes okay that's so funny that reminds you of this is to bring out star trek again in the first in like the original series i can't remember if it's klingons they have a certain race that like in the later shows have like a bunch of prosthetics on or like and they're like creatures but they just like make i think it's klingons or well, there's the, Klingons the evil and Vulcans. Yeah, no, that's remember. that that would be Romulans. Romulans, yeah. It's the Romulans. And they're just like fucking dudes wearing like jumpsuits or some shit. And I think it's so funny. That like then now you go there and obviously the Romulans are like the evil guy in the in the the remake movie, the the JJ Abrams. Gotta bleep that in post. Uh, <laughs> the Star Wars or the Star Trek movie. Also, I think it's so funny that he has both he has both made movies for like the two biggest sci-fi properties, yeah, of the just, last, like, yeah, and, and ruined both years. of them probably. To, yeah, yeah. You know, again, the new, Star, this on a the new episode. Star Treks are div- they're divisive, but I like them. I think they're cool. I think the first one is pretty fun, and then after that, it kind of gets worse. Oh no, the 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 con one into darkness that is really really good. We went also in just about how I, I hate that. It. Bandit Cumberbatch is con. Like, I just don't. Why? His performance is incredible. He just, does it, such a good I job. Can't. He's just never going to be the guy who originally played con. I'm forgetting his oh, name. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, duh. But I, and like, it just, like, takes me out of it when they reveal this fucking white Englishman <laughs> is fucking con. I don't like, know. I just, just like, the, the way that he he made it, like, his own character, which I thought was really cool. It included yeah. the same, like character traits that the original con had but like yeah you're right you can have you can't beat that performance 100 who played the original con who was that? it's uh roberto Montalban. no 
Forgot he's the he's the grandfather in the wheelchair in uh, Spy Kids, which is just a fucking. Oh my god! <laughs> calling Dude. Al Pacino, the guy from Jack and Jill. I haven't seen I have seen zero Star Trek content other than you know clips here and there. So I relate more strongly with guy in the wheelchair from Spy Kids than with Khan. Yeah, which you know, if we have any older listeners, which we don't, uh, they're gonna be pissed at me. But suck my. Suck, suck my dick from the back. Spike also, classic. Um, yeah, it's Ricardo Montalban. You're right. The cla- Wait, what is his name? Ricardo Montalban. You were Ricardo, right. not Roberto. Yeah, Ricardo Montalban. Banger, dude. But yeah, I mean, Kellen, you've also seen that very famous, like, um, like meme video from, like, the mid or the early uh, 2010s, like, where the guy's, like, shaking and it's, like, a goat noise. You know, he's, like, screaming with his hand. That's, like, a Star Trek thing. Oh, okay. That's I, don't like think I, he goes, I don't think I know immediately what you're talking about, but I'd probably or when he goes, Con! That I know. Yeah, that's from the that's from the um, Wrath of Khan, the second Star Trek movie, which is a, a fucking banger. Yeah, it's another very good movie. Yeah, I, my dad's Brother. a big. My dad's more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan for whatever reason. And so as a kid, I, I, I grew up with both. But well, how old is your dad? Yeah. My dad is like sixty-two. That would so. that would place him in the correct time for him yeah. to be more of a Star Trek. Kid. He's old ass dude. I mean, yeah, he was born in nineteen sixty. So because like. kids like back in the day, they'd like they'd fucking treat Star Trek airings how we do now. You know, they'd be like, "Oh my god, it's new Star Trek day!" You know, like, yeah, and it was a show too, so it was like on one of the three channels they had or whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> so. not to sound like a white woman, but I miss Euphoria Sundays. Facts. <laughs> It's, it's it'll all come about, back. It's all I gotta watch season two, now, but I also maybe. really don't want to. And, and you know my track record. We talked about this earlier. It's Andor Tuesday. I mean, yeah, I would put Euphoria season two very low on your list. <laughs> if, if you want to see uh, some dog shit, I mean, okay, dog shit's pretty strong, but comparatively to the first season and the well, wait, have you seen the episodes between one and two? I have seen, yeah, the Rue and the okay, because uh, that's peak, forgot, that's peak euphoria. After that, it's all downhill. Unless season three is amazing. But What's Rue's girlfriend's name in the first season? Jules. Jules. Thank you. I forgot. Yeah, Roden. Bro hasn't googled Jules' naked scene euphoria twenty times in the last <laughs> week. How do you spell it? Let's go. Facts, facts, real, real. How do you real. spell it? I'm a chaser. Huh? How do you spell it? J U L E S, like yeah, short okay, for cool, Julia. Okay, you cool. Fucking, I was like, poop. I was like, you, they better not. They better not have dullard. named this bitch gemstones. I was about to be so upset. I have not. I have not seen Euphoria. I'm not really interested in seeing it. Everybody who's seen it has told me if you have weird anxiety problems to not watch it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good on that. Then I think it's I was like okay. A, I'm a fucking drug addict. Yeah, it's, like if you've seen like. Um, it's like any other like skins type show, you know, like yeah, where okay. they're just like smoking crack and they're seventeen and they're having gay sex. You know, it's like yeah, uh, it's pretty standard. I think obviously it covers really also, big stuff. Watch Requiem for a Dream and then Euphoria will feel like a normal movie. Uh, you know what else I haven't Jared watched, Bell, which I thought of recently? Transplanting <laughs> instead. I haven't watched. Clock I forgot Orange. he was in it. I haven't seen <laughs> that. Has, everybody always gets mad at me when I said I haven't watched Clockwork Orange. Is that, uh, is that something? It's a good movie. It's I good. haven't seen it either for oh, okay. obviously a specific reason, but if you want to watch <laughs> Kubrick, watch his other better movies. It's yeah. Cool watch The Shining, the greatest movie of all time. Of course. But um, moving on, there was another... Um, I'm trying to remember. There was something else I wanted to talk about with... Oh yeah, the uh, the trench run. I thought that oh, we should we should talk about so that. Good. God, I'm hard right now. The the trench run is really 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 sick, and I think that's an especially big standout for from a new a new hope because like in terms of like like people will say when they watch a movie they'll be like yeah it has a trench run, you know because that's yeah. such a that's such a staple, and. So many of the things surrounding setting it up w- made it what it was. Like, that's one of my favorite parts about the movie is that the world building was so good that they managed to make this thing that could have been, you know, probably just pretty good into something that was really, truly spectacular, along with the fact that it was shot really well, directed really well, the set pieces were really cool. and But, like, like I said before, the setup and the stakes around it that were created by the worlding. Shout out Bothans, dying for our information. 
you know, like all that kind of stuff, like the meeting beforehand, the war room meeting, Admiral Akbar's character, you know, like everybody having to do with that specific course of events, I guess, really set up for a really spectacular little high stakes, like chase scene trench run thing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and and the the se- the sequence where the music is like super intense, and the fucking photon things go in, and Luke gasps, and everyone flies out. Han Solo is going like, yeah, and then they all fly away, and then the fucking Death Star explodes, and the music stops, and then just like swells back in. Yeah, I was like, how is this from nineteen seventy seven? This right is better now, than yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like this is just peak climax right here. This is incredible. Also, that marking the uh, that movie marking the classic Sith exit, I think, is super sick. I like that they've used that trope a lot of times in modern Star Wars, like like media and just everything Star Warsy from that then on. Like one of my favorite parts of the last season of Clone Wars is when Maul leaves, when he gets in his transport and dips, it does the yeah. thing where he goes to hyperspace and then the camera spins into, you know, empty space. And I was like, that's it. That's the Sith exit. And that like trope in Star Wars is just one of my favorites. And that being, you know, obviously anchored in the first movie is so cool. It's a, it's a very, it's like you said, everything about it is very well done. It's a, I don't know if I've ever, if I've ever talked about it, but Han Solo is like probably my favorite like fictional character, especially in mm-hmm. Star Wars. But like, I think throughout, I can get it's behind that. Between two Harrison Ford characters, it's him and, and then Deckard and uh, Blade Runner. You know who mine Guys. is. You know who mine is all the way. Uh, I think I wait. Who? Actually, guess. I'm cur- I'm curious as to who you think it is. Jar Jar Binks. It is. <laughs> it is Jar Jar Binks. Of course. Of course. Is it really? No. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? Uh, I don't know. I actually, I've like really kind of enjoyed Lisa the last like Jar Jar Binks. I lived with two like huge Star Wars fans for three years yeah that's um, fair. and they are we so we watch star wars like you know we watch a star wars movie once every three months and so yeah we at some point we rewatched all three of the prequels you come to love and i was right? like this is way less annoying like jake the kid who plays him i forgot his jake something the kid who plays anakin in the first one is way more fucking obnoxious than jar jar is in my <laughs> in my yeah. own personal opinion yeah, and it's also not his fault. Sorry, to, I mean, that's... A no, yeah, not to shit on him, because he's gotten way more than enough, you know? My fa- Definitely not yeah, his fault. I, I mean, he deserves obnoxious. zero. He de- George Lucas deserves all this shit. My oh, yeah. favorite, my favorite part my of Jar Jar... My favorite part of Jar Jar is when he's Representative Binks. That is, that is so funny. Yeah, that is tight. crazy. It's such a good Misa name. Representative Binks. For real. <laughs> well, and he, he addresses <laughs> the entire fucking Intergalactic Senate... And he's like, he's well spoken, but he's still using his stupid speech pattern that he gets from Naboo, and it's just okay. so it's funny. called it's called pigeon, bro. This is like the super, This is like the tiniest Andor spoiler. Let's go. But like, there's a scene in this new episode where Mon Mothma is like talking to the Senate, and everyone is like talking over here and jeering, and. I'm just now realizing that there's, there's a scene of Mon Mothma talking to the Senate where everyone's yelling at her. And then there's a scene in episode two, I think, of Jar Jar Binks talking to the Senate where everyone is respectfully silent. Yeah. And listening yeah. to speak. Well, he was the he was the representative from Naboo, bro. That was the hub of yeah, inter- Mon Mothma was fucking representative Mon Mothma. Binks. Be fair, that oh. his name is Mon Mothma. Yeah, one other though. one other mention. Uh, New Hope actually trash movie. No Bossnas, zero Bossnas content in, in New Hope. Oh god, terrible movie. Yeah, the episode one episode is gonna be goaded. I think we're bringing Connor back for that one too. Oh hard. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this one's obviously like it's a movie that we all like love and appreciate so much that it's kind of hard to talk about things. Yeah, in a way that in like a way that we would disagree with them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm look really obviously I I think. Episode one and two, and especially three, are going to be like two and a half hours long yeah. each. Well, I'll just I, be choking Kellen out by the end of the second. Yeah, one. I was going to say. I think that our our listeners' favorite content is probably when Kellen and our I says something that you disagree with, and you just are like just so cruel in the way that you <laughs> pick it apart. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, ready. I mean, Kellen is. 
Kellen's like hard to debate. I'm doing finger quotes. Because I'll like say something and he's like, here's a legitimate thing to back it up. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. Like you just right. know you just know way more about it, you know. And I'll be like, I don't like how this thing was portrayed. And you're like, actually, um, they were based in the book. <laughs> actually. So but me, I'll just, I'll just be like, I like something because I like it. And you'll be like, you are as dumb as a stump. You took down like a dog <laughs> for having that opinion. How dare you not like the scene where uh, Jar Jar puts his tongue on the thingy and it uh, goes numb. Anyway, that, that brings us to an hour. I think that's a good wrap up for the episode. Yeah. I would like to... Oh, uh, do you want to... Again, want to go through our ratings first before we wrap up? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll give it a Yeah, yeah. That's what I was I'll thinking. It I think it's pretty straightforward, though. What we got... Nine out, nine out of ten from Matt's view. Nine? Yeah. That's a ten out of ten. Yeah, I think it, uh, I mean, for me, like, nine and a half, ten. It's, I don't know, it's hard for me to give out tens, but I think this is, this movie's probably, like, a top 15, top 20 OE movie, so I think yeah. it's probably, I gave it a nine on Letterboxd because I, I got bored at some point, but that was probably cause, just because I was just not paying attention. And it was also, like, watch yeah, the I movie, mean, and I'm like, all right. I feel homework. like... Yeah, I feel like, honestly, if you were watching the movie for the first time, you probably... Because I think that beginning portion, like, I don't even fully disagree with you on that part, feeling like it lags on repeat watches, but I think it's like, this is the part where, like, we know everything's happening, the action isn't starting yet, we're just setting shit up, and I yeah. think any movie, that's gonna be... Oh, so, like, I don't take off points I've, for I've that. seen it a hundred times, you know, so well, I that's, know... Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, like... I've seen it so many times, and I also have the context of everything else, and the fact that I just, yeah. So, I don't think it was necessarily the movie being bad, as me just being either not in the right headspace to watch a two-hour movie, or, um, you know, just having seen it already, and kind of been like, I was just doing something on my phone for the first 45 minutes, but once that shit started, I was like, yes. Like, when they put all the, you know, they put the, the, the Stormtrooper stuff on, and yeah. <laughs> Good. That speaking of which, Luke's fucking just, voice, like when he when he like, yells, is so funny. Bam, uh, <laughs> yeah, bam, uh, it's so good. Or, like, I just when he tries remembered to put the cuffs on, on Chewie, and she was like, Bruh. yeah, Chewie's like, oh, not having it. any of it. I just remembered before we end the episode. I just remembered one special edition, uh, edition. That I think is absolutely worth inclusion, and I would be astounded if you two disagree. I think that an essential change is uh, upping the audio gain on the Stormtrooper bonk. Would you? Would well, they, you yeah, I think they added a sound effect. Oh, did they actually add I, an effect? Oh, wow. I think so. I, I, I don't remember. Because it's not way, in, the, it's in the Harmies edition. I, either way, I think it's great. It. It's awesome. <laughs> I, think, I don't, I don't I really. Honestly, I think it's already. funny, but I don't like... If they took it out in the next version, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not essential, but I'm like, talking about? Oh, uh, when the stormtrooper hits his head on the uh, on the opening gate, and they just kept it in the cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they added a bonk noise in one of the... <laughs> I must it's such a, Yeah, it's such, such a... Really I mean, it's, it's really, like, the reason it doesn't... I think if it was super obvious, it would bother me, but, like, you ha- kind of have to be looking for it. Yeah. Because it's pretty... It's fairly subtle. It's like the... It's the Aragorn toe stub of the... Uh, Star Wars universe, definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> this is just so funny. Yeah, but yeah. Also, um, really like that uh, Darth Vader's uh, helmet has like fingerprints all over it. In the <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't noticed. I've only noticed it because I think it's like a red letter media or some video. Like okay, they yeah. pause it and you can clearly see it. And so now yeah. you can, like if you look for it, my helmet's so scene, oily. Also seeing. The fucking guy who they do the CGI for in um, uh, in Rogue One. I forgot his name. It always escapes me. Uh, Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin. It, he looks so... It looks so funny to be like, oh yeah, that's what he actually looks like. Because in my head, he always looks like he's fucking claymation. <laughs> so it's so that'll, funny. Like, that'll be a heated debate between you and... I, uh, you two and me, because I think that yeah. Tarkin's done yes. fantastically. You guys know my yeah, I mean, you're fucking CGI wrong, take. But... I mean, I, I think they could have done better. I think Leia I mean, is shitty we've seen, and we've seen Blade Runner 2049. We know how good it can get. If That was the f- same fucking year that that came out. Oh, so. we gotta do a Blade Runner episode. I need an excuse to watch it It'll be another one like this, though, where we're all oh, just yeah. like, this movie's so good. Anyway, oh, fuck yeah, you. Good. Shout out Bothans. Shout out Boss Nass. Shout out Peace. 
And uh, please like and <laughs> shout subscribe. Out uh, shout, out, shout out to Leave a comment for some in the description if you Should I add the music to the end of this episode? Yeah, the end of you the absolutely episode? should yeah. add the, uh, the ep- add Oh, dude, I'm doing it. Oh, you Thanks. should. It's going to be so hype. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible to get copyright striked on uh, Spotify, but I definitely like, will. Ten you gotta seconds pitch it. You gotta it. pitch Let's it out. Let's go. All right. Uh, fuck you. Bye. We'll see you guys soon. This has been another episode of Suck My Dick, Kill Myself. Yep. Suck uh, My Dick to us. Star Wars. Sponsored by our beautiful people at uh, George Lucas. Uh, at George Lucas Estate. Star My Star My Dick Wars Myself. Eat the Everybody. rich. Star My Dick Wars rich. Myself. Uh, <laughs> signing off.